Loading Sports Outlier Sessions Season 3. we got another exciting guest today. Before we get into that, I uh, do want to shout out the Loaded Sports Performance Lab app over here. Over here. It's, it's going to be on one of the two sides. It is the easiest way to measure and jump and compare uh, jump performance. Measure and track and compare jump performance. That's what I meant to say. Loading Sports Performance Lab app available on all Apple devices on the iOS App Store. Starting at $5 a month, we also have team packages for smaller teams, bigger teams. You can contact us directly if you're an organization and you're interested in using it. But yes, it's just as easy as point and click. It is the easiest way to capture and uh, compare jump performance uh, for the purposes of your own performance betterment. Uh, it's not sports specific. Again, it's only $5 a month and allow you to begin to create a history of your performance. You can use it for benchmarking your progress in your training programs. You can also use it for um, tracking your physical readiness in season, uh, making sure you're doing all of the right things in your routines to get peak performance through your competitive season. So it was specifically created uh, for amateur athletes, high school athletes, college athletes. You don't need a PhD to read the data. Uh, we throw a couple simple data points at you that are important, that we know are important, that we know correlate to performance, uh, and just track those those data points over time. And you're going to learn a lot about your body, and you're going to learn a lot about your performance uh, and how it translates out on the field. So, yes, Loading Sports Performance Lab app available now, iOS App Store, $5 a month. Measure, track, compare, jump performance. Now, uh, let's get into it. We've got another really exciting 2024 MLB draft prospect from the state of Arkansas. I believe that's the first, our first guest from the state of Arkansas, Slade Caldwell. Let's bring him in. And we're back. Loading Sports Outlier Session Season 3. Uh, we've got a guest from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Slade Caldwell, 2024 MLB draft prospect and a commit of Old Mississippi. Ole Miss... He's a rebel, future rebel, maybe a future rebel. We'll see. See how the draft turns out. Slade, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's great to uh, see you on this fine Sunday here in December. Uh, we got a whole bunch of things to do uh, and talk about and get into and all that. But before we do, uh, I'm going to hit you with the quick hitters, which is honestly, it's become my favorite uh, segment of the show. Uh, because it kind of puts you on the spot a little bit. But, um, yeah, just in doing a little bit of Googling, uh, Arkansas is not a state that I know a whole lot about. But there are some pretty unique things to the state of Arkansas. So uh, I want to get your take on that, being that you're our first guest from the state of Arkansas. So unique food staples. What can you tell the world about possum pie? Possum pie? That must be like a, you know, I guess southeast thing. We don't really have it in the northeast, but I mean that's pretty far out there for Arkansas, I would bet. All right, all right. I didn't realize that there were regional staples, so we'll, we'll keep. Uh, so, um, what about the uh, the Arkansas Delta tamales? Delta tamales, those are good. Those are really good. Yeah. All right, you're in on those. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so from what I learned on the the possum pie that's a dessert so it's you know for anybody listening, yeah. <laughs> yeah 
it's like uh it doesn't involve actually any possums uh in any no possums were harmed in the making of possum pie um and then what was the arkansas delta tamales again there i mean there's tamales i guess it's a staple in arkansas i mean it's pretty good it's like pork you know basic tamale but i guess they have their own kind of little twist for you know what they have i just wouldn't have pegged arkansas as a tamale state but here we are um chocolate gravy oh yeah we love some chocolate gravy i actually had it uh this morning over at my grandpa's house what do you put it on uh biscuits mainly biscuits yeah it's like you know you have uh biscuits and gravy but it's just chocolate gravy yeah that sounds like my kind of biscuits and gravy right there it's good <laughs> no that's awesome um is it true that this is this has been floating through the rumor mill it hasn't actually. I just made this up. Uh, is it true that the Woo Pig Suey chant scared you away from the University of Arkansas? Uh, I would say it's false. But I did call the hogs growing up. But, you know, now as everything turned out, it's not my favorite anymore. Yeah, my buddy uh, is a national or he's a former national scout. And he said okay. the first time that he went to Arkansas and they started doing the call of the hogs, he was like. Yeah, it's pretty intimidating. <laughs> yeah, what's going on here? Um, no, it's definitely one of the cooler things in, in college sports, you know, all the weird traditions, but the call of the hogs is, is something different. Um, what is your favorite thing about your home state of Arkansas? Uh, everywhere you go, it feels like home, you know, there's not much, uh, difference between, you know, I guess where I'm at and then all across the whole state besides some, a little bit of hills and mountains where I'm at, it's pretty flat, but I mean, it's feel like home everywhere yeah except when you roll into a restaurant and they're serving possum pie then you know you're in the south <laughs> yeah you know yeah you know yeah, there you go um all right let's talk about baseball a little bit who's the best all right so i'm gonna ask two questions here the first one's gonna be who is the best pure baseball player that you played with this past summer so it doesn't have to be like the best prospect but like you know between the ears instincts ability to play all that who's the best baseball player you played with Probably PJ Morlando or Caleb Bonimer. Morlando or Bonimer. All right. So second question, which is kind of like a part two to that, is just straight up, who's the best athlete that you played with this past summer? So it could be one of those guys. It could be someone entirely different. Uh, Connor Griffin, overall athlete. Yeah. I feel like that's a yeah. popular answer. Yeah, it's pretty popular. He's yeah, a freak. A, yeah, he's built different. Yeah. Um, okay. So on the subject of baseball and, you know, you traveled a lot this past summer, uh, as most guys do prior to their senior year when they're on the circuit, uh, what was your favorite place that you traveled to in the past year? Uh, probably San Diego, California. I mean, the weather's always nice there. It's just a great environment to play. You know, you don't really run into any bad weather, maybe earthquake here and there, but it's all right. Yeah, did you uh did you run into any Mexican food when you're down there? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was good. That might be some of the best regional specific cuisine in the country. Yeah, it is. Southern California Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So last one on the quick hitters, and you did see this one coming because I did need you to do a little bit of homework on this one for me. All right. All right. I need you to tell me what you remember about your kindergarten teacher. Uh it was uh Miss King. I know she was uh, pregnant at the time, about halfway throughout our uh, our school year. 
and she was blonde. I mean, she was very nice, but I don't remember a lot of her because she wasn't there because she was pregnant, but she was awesome. Yeah. The reason why I asked that question, you know, I started asking this question a lot, you know, with, with all different walks of life. So I was reading this, this Adam Grant book. He's an organ, organizational psychologist. All right. And he said that there was a correlation between the level of experience of your kindergarten teacher and then uh, future potential earnings. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, not saying, you know, not trying to jump the gun or anything, but, you know, you get a couple of millies on draft day or, you know, even out of college, whatever it is, you can write a, a handwritten note to Miss King and send it to her and <laughs> let her know that you appreciate everything that she instilled in you when you were, you know, four feet tall, whatever it was. <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, long-term athlete development. This is uh, kind of the next chunk of what we talk about here on the outlier sessions. It's something that's really important to us. Uh, at load in sports, um, you know, it, it kind of hits in a whole bunch of different ways, you know, whether it's how you take care of your body, your routines. Uh, but the first thing that we do like to touch on is your emotional well-being um, yeah. and it's it's gratefulness. All right. So uh, what I want for you to do is uh, give us three things that you're grateful for today and then uh, I'll share you three things that I'm grateful for. OK, yeah, I would definitely be uh, grateful for uh, God, my family. And uh, the people who have helped me throughout my journey on the way all the way to this point. Yeah, you got to love those people that prop you up. Exactly. All right. Um, I'm going to give you, because I've been doing this three new things a day for over five years now. Uh, unexpected warm days in the winter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always nice when it's like December and it's 65 and sunny. Um, that I'm not particularly bothered by background noise. You know, so like, I don't know if you've ever, you know, slept in a hotel in a city or, you know, been near like a, I think it's because I grew up in a flight path of okay. a, an Air Force base. Um, so we had those big planes like humming over our house, you know, all day, every day. And I just like, I tuned them out. So like, I don't even hear some people are really bothered by planes. Hey, you're lucky. You're lucky. Man, when I get in those hotel rooms, I'm not, uh, you know, used to the environment and I hear all these sounds. It's hard for me to get a good night's sleep. You got to work on that. Have you ever tried, um, like just white noise? Mm -hmm. I've tried that. Yeah. Yeah. It does that work for you? It does. Yeah. That's what my buddy uses and, uh, it, it seems to work for him. So, and then, uh, the last one I'm going to go with here is the fact that there are too many things in this world to be an expert in everything. So you can't just have one person in this world who's an expert on everything. And I think that's kind of like the beauty of like the complexities of yeah. this world is that there's so many things to be good at or to be knowledgeable in. And it's impossible to be all knowing or all talented. Um, and I think that's, you know, that, that allows for a number of different ways to be unique and for uh, sure. I guess bring value and whatnot. So anyway, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, you know what? It's a good one. Bring that one up on this podcast. Yeah. All right. Um, other than baseball, and maybe it is just baseball, what sports did you play growing up? Uh, I played football and basketball growing up. Was baseball always your favorite? No, uh, I think I started playing football before I started playing baseball. So football was probably my favorite growing up. What position did you play in football? Oh, uh, running back. Running back. Yeah, there you go. Got that, got that Wes Welker energy. 
There you go. All right. So um, last thing on long-term athlete development, then we'll move on. This is a really important one. We just touched on it a little bit there. Uh, but what is your relationship like with sleep? Yeah, I try to get six to eight hours every night. Uh, I know that when I'm feeling really sore or something, sleep is my best my best buddy when it comes to recovery. So I know sleep is the best. Yeah, it's really good for your uh, physical recovery. It's also really good for um, processing everything that you learned over the course of the day mentally. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sleep's really good. If you don't get six to eight hours of sleep, what is getting in the way of you getting your sleep? Uh, you know, I have school, I have tests. So then studying for tests and then I have to get a lift in or get my work in. So I go get my work in. And by the time I get home, it's probably about, you know, 930 to 10, have to shower, have to eat another meal to replenish the calories. So then after that, I'm rolling in the bed about, you know, 1130, 12. And then, you know, everybody has a phone. So I might be scrolling through my phone. Shouldn't be. And then yeah. I realize it's, you know, like one o'clock. So I have to put the phone up and go to bed. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe you set some parameters around that, uh, you know, moving forward. But little screen time parameters. Yeah, I try so hard. I try yeah, so hard, hard. To, to set my parameters. And then you get that screen time notification at the end of the yeah. week, and you're just like, I didn't do well this week. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. All right. Last summer, we talked about it a little bit. Um, talked about your favorite place you traveled, some of the players you played with. What was your favorite baseball experience from last summer? Um, baseball experience would be the perfect game, all American game, but it's not really the baseball experience. It would be when we went to the school and it's, uh, full of ever, uh, all these kids that are, you know, out of country and we donated backpacks and we raised money for these kids to, you know, build up their playground and all the classrooms. And then we got to hang out with them and throw and all that kind of stuff. It was awesome. Where was that? Um, it was somewhere in Arizona. I don't remember what the school's called, but okay. it was at the event was at, um, the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks field. So we went to a little school around there. Did you get to jump in the pool? No. Uh, so the event last year, the West won. So they went and jumped in the pool with their cleats. So they kind of scraped up the bottom of it. So after we won, we were trying to go. And then the whole like security front was out there guarding the pool so we had to we were running out there they're running out there they knew they knew we were gonna go out there so they stopped us we had to run back well you can save that for someday when you're playing for the diamondbacks (laughs) someday some club yeah some club go hop the fence do it (laughs) pregame yeah um all right cool well you may be one of the smaller players uh on whatever field you play on at any given time you know, whether that's right now or in the future or whatever it is, but that doesn't really stop you at all from being one of the best, yeah. you know, pure baseball players on the field at any given time. What was it like playing at all the big events last summer uh, with some of the best players in the country? And uh, how did you kind of frame that in your mind, you know, being that you were one of the smaller guys, but that like, it really didn't matter. Yeah. Uh, you know, I looked at it like I've played with and against all these players since I was probably 13 I wasn't really, uh, you know, I've been around the circuit for forever. So it didn't really bother me at all because I knew my skill level compared to everybody else's skill level. And just my mindset was pretty strong throughout everything. All right. So 
being that you're on the circuit for a number of years, do you remember like the first time when you were on a field with a bunch of other dudes and you were one of the smaller guys, but it didn't really deter you and kind of yeah. like mentally how you process that? Was it like a weight off your shoulders or was it, you know, what was yeah. that kind of like, you know, looking around and, and being like, you know, what? like it doesn't really matter that. You know, I'm on the yeah, I remember the exact moment. It was uh, the 13U Slick Fest out at um, Oklahoma City at the brick the whatever Oakland Bricktown Bricktown yeah that's what it is yeah and uh I led off the game it was against uh Sam Cozart so he's big dude big guy for 13 and uh, I ended up leading off the game with a single and I was like yeah I can hang like these guys they ain't got nothing on me yeah there you go he's what the uh the right-handed pitcher from North Carolina yep that's him yep and he's what Mississippi State Mississippi State I believe if he Hasn't gone anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's in today's day and age, he might have been Mississippi State last week. and Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to know you on the baseball field a little bit. We talked about it earlier. You're coming off a pretty bad leg injury, uh, kind of a freak thing. How are you feeling? How are you progressing? Um, let the people know. Yeah, I had my uh, last you know, doctor's appointment the other day, last, last Friday, and he said I was ahead of the curb, um, healing up pretty well. My bones all healed, drinking my milk. Um, uh, the lick, all I got to wait for is this ligament to be healed and I'll be good to go. Yeah. Good to go. And, uh, are you, when do you pl- do you tentatively, when do you plan to start running again? Uh, next week I'll start hitting it pretty hard next week. I'm, uh, probably planning on playing in, uh, the MLK event in Arizona for a yep. per- perfect game and the future stars event that'll be held at a globe live field. Uh, we playing against a bunch of JUCOs as high school kids, and then after that, I'll be playing on the Area Code Select in the West Palm. So it's gonna—I'm gonna hit it pretty hard. Yeah, let's go. Uh, that is a pretty quick turnaround because what the injury happened in August? Uh, August twenty-second. August twenty-second, and you'll be back running before Christmas. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. So kudos to your doctor. Kudos to your work ethic, and uh, it must be nice to be. What are you seventeen? I'm 17. Yes, sir. Yeah. Nice to heal like a 17 year old. <laughs> oh, it is. Um, so what would you say to someone, you know, we just talked about, you know, you being smaller in stature. What would you say to someone who's going to knock you for your size? Oh, uh, I would just say, look at all these guys like Corbin Carroll, you know, Lenny Dykstra, uh, Jose Altuve and me, uh, you know, size doesn't hold us back at all. I mean, we play hard, we play fast. So there's nothing to it except for, you know, how hard you want to play the game. Yeah. Baseball is kind of a beautiful sport in that it doesn't really matter how big you are. Um, I don't know. Are you familiar with South Freilich? Yes, I am. I love yep, South Freilich's yeah. another one. And then there's uh there's a kid who went the first round. I think it was last year. Uh, Jet Williams. Not familiar with Jet Williams, but yeah, I, I one think I've heard it before. Probably on yeah. Twitter somewhere. Yeah. But he's, he's another small guy who, yeah, he rakes. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't think, uh, size is a deterrent by any means, but you know, some people might, you know, it's, it's when it's draft season, you know, it's like they, they look you up and down and they uncover every rock and, you know, yeah. Man. uh, you can really run, you got some juice in your bat. Uh, how important is your athleticism to you and how do you use it to your advantage on a baseball field? Yeah. Uh, I believe it plays a huge role in how I play because, my job on the baseball field is to be everywhere. 
you know, you see me, you see me go out there shagging balls off the bat and uh, just being a spark plug for everybody being that positive guy. So I'm everywhere and, and uh, you know, everywhere in the outfield, running out balls, uh, running out those, running out those ground balls or, you know, hustle doubles, stealing bases, you know, being athletic really plays a role. Yeah, if you're talking to a 12-year-old Slade Caldwell or a group of 12-year-old players currently, um, you know, is is athleticism something that you would stress to them? Like, hey, you got to make sure you, you nurture this, take care of this, and it, it's going to elevate your game later. I would say so. I think these kids right now, they focus on, you know, just getting, you know, try to hit home runs or, you know, try to throw as hard as they can. They don't really focus on the little things that – you know, also playing to the role of baseball that you have to, you know, be really mobile. And there's a lot of different kinds of movements in the game. Yeah, I think there's an over-reliance right now, especially in youth baseball, on uh, skill development and yeah. not a ton of um, emphasis on athletic development. Exactly. And I think those two things go hand in hand. I mean, that's um, kind of where we all started with loading sports was, you know, kind of this, this balance between, you know, athletic ability and that being your potential. And then your skill kind of determines how far or how close you get to that potential. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's the most important thing, especially, you know, at, at this point for you, you're starting to get into some really competitive baseball, whether it's mm -hmm. college, professional baseball, whatever it is, and you're going to learn that like your athleticism, in that engine that's under the hood that you got to take care of. Like that's your longevity in this game. It is. It's, you know, it's, we all get older, you know, yeah. but um, I think that there are so many examples right now in professional sports of guys, like you, you look at Tom Brady um, as an example in football, but you know, in soccer, I don't know how familiar you are with soccer, but like Cristiano Ronaldo, oh, yeah. uh, like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, like those guys are like still in peak physical shape late in their thirties. Uh, even into the early 40s. So um, it's very doable. It just, you know, it takes more work as you get older. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, you touched on a couple of players earlier. Uh, are there any players in Major League Baseball or college baseball that you model your game after? Yeah, I would say the biggest one for me would be Corbin Carroll. Because yeah. the size comparison, you know, has he has the juice in the bat. And then the way he runs the bases, he gets on base most of the time. It just, uh, you know, starts the game how it should be. Plays hard. Exactly. All right. A few last questions, then I'll let you go. Um, what are your general thoughts on the 2024 MLB draft? Um, you know, what's that process been like for you, you know, I guess thus far outside of the competitive summer season? Uh, have you been getting any calls? Uh, have you started doing in-homes, anything like that? Yeah, uh, ever since the injury, you know, I've been having a lot of downtime. So all these clubs, you know, I've gotten some in-home visits, some calls, some Zoom calls. And I've been at home most of the time, so I just let them come by and see what they have to offer me and, you know, get let them get to know me and me get to know them. So I guess it was a blessing and a curse. Right. Do you feel that that's – like, do you feel any kind of pressure in these environments or are you you just kind of, like, taking it in stride? Like, yeah come ask me questions and you know, this is, this is who I am. Uh, I think the only stressful thing would be, you know, fitting in a schedule, like having a calendar date. But other than that, you know, the questions don't bother me. Um, I think I'm a pretty, you know, level guy. No, I'm not, I'm easy to approach. Isn't that? Easy to talk to yeah. 
Yeah, big old smile on your face. Exactly, all the time, at all times. Yeah, there you go. All right, um, you're a strong physical dude. How do you train? Okay, I think this is a really important question, and I'd love for you to kind of uncover as much as you can. Yeah. Uh, again, if there's younger players listening to this, um, how do you train? How often? And then does it ebb and flow depending on the time of the year? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, in the off season, I try to get in five to six lifts a week. And then on those weekends that you that you're doing your recovery, I really try to do some yoga, try to stay as mobile as possible. Drinking water, stay hydrated. Staying hydrated is one of my biggest one of my biggest things as being an athlete because a lot of these athletes get dehydrated and that's when the injuries come in. So staying hydrated, staying mobile. And when I do my lifts, like five to six a week, I do splits. So, you know, arms, like quick movements with the arms, exploding, legs. And then as I get into season more, I cut it down to about three lifts, three to four lifts, just to try to maintain that weight that I put in on the off season. So, and I really have to start recovering a lot more in season just to stay in stride yeah but see so you do train and you lift in some capacity 12 months out of the year yes yep i think that's really important for people to hear because i think there's a lot of kids out there that you know they train in the off season and then the season hits and they're like oh well, i don't have time to lift or i don't want to lift or whatever yep. but it's such an important part to maintaining your performance because i mean it's like anything else you know it if is. you don't use it you lose it exactly um and that you, you don't want to work hard all off season just to lose all those gains. Exactly. Um, do you remember when, and, and I don't know if, you know, there was a specific moment or if it's always been, you know, the way you trained, but was there a moment at any point where you, you kind of shifted from maybe just like traditional weightlifting strength training to a more baseball focused regiment? Um, so growing up, I've always done more of like athletic lifts because my parents did CrossFit growing up. Okay. So, so I started lifting when I was about, I don't know, six or seven. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. So they got me into that doing like rope climbs, you know, power clean, the compound movements. So I've always had that kind of, um, I guess, athletic movement in my body. I think that's really what, you know, trained my athleticism overall. So I know people like to not CrossFit sometimes, but hey, it's really good for you. Yeah, it uh it works the whole body and I know that they can it do does. some some pretty unique things. So I'm going to ask you this question. Uh put you on the spot. Are there any things that you can do uh I guess from a movement standpoint or you know using your strength or using your your mobility or anything that's that's unique that you um, know, uses like a party trick. <laughs> I can do 10 muscle ups in a row. Muscle ups is when you go what under the bar and then you come all the way above the bar. Yeah, you go right here and then you lift yourself up over. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. And I can also do like the I don't know how tall it was, but it's like five two box jump, five foot two box jump. All right. Yeah. A little, a little spring in there. Yeah, I, I have a video of it, so I might I have to send it to you. Yeah, send it to me and I'll uh. I'll, I'll work it in here for the, the people that are watching this on YouTube. Perfect. Perfect. Um, do you, and I don't know if this factors into CrossFit at all. Uh, do you climb at all? Uh, I used to. So like when we had, I don't know, all these, I guess, carnivals and fairs, we had the rock walls and I've, I've, I built up a really good like core strength growing up. So, yep. and grip strength. So 
Yeah, I would say I could climb a little bit. Yeah, there you go. That's my- uh, it's it's kind of oddly enough. Um, there's some science that, and there's a lot of people that are starting to move. It. Well, not maybe not a lot, but there are people starting to move in that direction for yeah. arm health. Yeah, uh, is you know creating kind of like different programs that are very similar to what rock climbers use um, for individual like finger strength, grip strength, yeah. strength. I can see that. I can see that. Protects cool. the elbow. So. Um, Cool. How do you handle your downtime? What are some of your favorite non-sport activities? Man, if I have downtime, I think I don't really have much downtime. I would just say <laughs> if I have downtime, I'll probably just find something to do. That'd be either like reading a book or you know, maybe playing video games with my friends or you know, going to work out or uh watching a movie, going bowling, just something. You a Fortnite guy? Unfortunately. Yeah, man, it, it takes a hold of me. I get yeah. so to playing that game. Yeah, that's uh, that, that feels like s- still to this day the most popular game. I remember uh, I was at USA Baseball my last normal summer was 2019, and that was like that was the the Corbin Carroll summer and Bobby okay. Junior, CJ Abrams, all them, and they, that was like I remember uh, Nassim Nunez. <laughs> ripping Fortnite, and then mason Wynn showed up this was like at like a arrival day for tournament of stars which became the pdp league so like nunez is sitting there he's playing and then mason Wynn shows up and like mason Wynn hops on and like he he won like five straight games and then just kind of walked away grabbed some cheeses <laughs> he was so good and and now we're sitting here what is this actually that would have been summer of 2018 so it's one two i mean almost five years later Fortnite's going strong it is, yeah. And the, all these updates and all the yeah, in, in-game concert events. Man, Eminem, <laughs> Eminem, yeah. You an Eminem guy? Yes, that's one of one of the artists I listened to growing up. <laughs> what else do you listen to? Uh, probably like Easy E, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Three Six Mafia, like all the old rap, Tupac, Last Mr. Big. Biggie Smalls, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony, all those Bone guys. Thugs. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's crazy. I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that I would, I wouldn't really like peg anybody in your generation to be listening to old school hip hop, but good for you. Appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, blame my parents. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> old school hip hop and CrossFit. Exactly. All right. So, walk up song. Uh, my walk-up song has been the same for the past three years. Probably going to be the same one. It's a Pose by Yo Gotti featuring Lil Uzi Vert. Yo Gotti. Oh, yeah. man. That's another throwback. Dang. All right. I see you, Slade. You got a little <laughs> culture in there. A little bit. Um. All right. Anything else that you want the people to know about Slade Caldwell heading into this 2023 MLB draft? Um, 2024. 2024, 2024. Yeah. Uh, I'm always working. Um, uh, be fun watching me come off this injury and see what I can do. Yeah, you're ready to eat. I'm ready to eat. I think I think what you said before sends a, a pretty large, uh, pretty loud signal to everybody. Yeah. Right, like quick recovery, ready to go, sprint by Christmas, and you already got it all lined up to go out there and show what you can do this spring. We wish you nothing but the best. Um, Slate, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.
Thank you.